Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, where we share our tips, tricks, triumphs, where we share our tips, tricks, tragedies, and triumphs while we focus on Magic Arena. Well, everyone, it's a solo episode this week. What I thought I'd do is something different than other weeks. I'm going to look at the Daily MTG website, and we'll do a little bit of recap on recent magic news. So if you don't know about it, you can go to dailymtg.com, and we have a variety of goodies there to enjoy. So here, as of this podcast, are some of the things that are available. We've got a few wallpaper items. So this is cool. We have the Baron Sengir wallpaper from Commander Legends. So I'm used to the old vintage Baron Sengir art from way back in Homelands, one of the most hated sets in Magic of all time. That original art was by Pete Venters. The new art is by Bastien de Harme. And wouldn't it have been really interesting to have the same artist come back for, for of her new go-round? As a matter of fact, Pete Venters did do art for the new Baron Sengir. Uh, but what is this art? It's number 722. So the regular for New Commander Legends, 149, is the regular art by Bastion. And then we have the sort of like alternate border, number 568. But apparently there's number 722, and down on the bottom it says Preview. So what is that about? So Pete Venters is doing a brand new Baron Singer card decades later. That's pretty cool. Magic has been doing that recently, right? They brought back Richard Kane Ferguson to do Toxic Deluge on the recent Double Masters. They got a lot of the vintage artists to do a uh, cool new art. Mark Tadine did a bunch of new things. The Urza Lands, for example. And so I haven't fully been looking at what are the new Commander Legends cards that have been revealed because I'm avoiding the spoilers. Actually, not spoilers, the leaks. I'm avoiding the leaks. I don't, I don't want your leaks. Don't tell me about leaks. And so here on Scryfall, uh, they have the alternate version, the Pete Venters version. So that's cool. Another recent wallpaper was Akiri, Fearless Voyager. I like that. I like the art on that. She's just swinging through the hedrons, looking really badass, going to hunt some artifacts. I didn't know about the character until I started to read the lore, and I'm glad that we're getting lore again. I've been catching up with that. So I didn't know that there was an Akiri card before, but apparently back in Commander 16, 2016, we got Akiri, Line Slinger. Two mana for 0-3 with First Strike and Vigilance. She gets plus one for each artifact you control. You can partner with another commander. The current Akiri is three mana for a 3-3, three, three, and whenever you attack with a card that is equipped, you draw a card. Actually, I was talking about this on my stream recently, the wording of this. Whenever you attack a player with one or more equipped creatures, draw a card. It really makes it sound like whenever you attack an opponent who has a creature that is equipped... When of course it's supposed to mean whenever you attack an opponent and you have a creature that is equipped. So sometimes the, the 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 grammar of magic cards can be a little weird. I keep talking about this over and over that I wish they would say all creatures you control. 
blah, blah, blah. Right now, it just says creatures you control. I really wish it was the all creatures to make it more obvious. And this is the opposite where it's like so unobvious that definitely it can be confusing. I can definitely see casual people playing and saying, well, you don't draw a card because I don't have any creatures that are equipped. And they'll say, no, I'm attacking with the equipped creature, but that's not what your card says. So anyway, Akira, Fearless Voyager. And then she can unequip stuff to uh, give indestructibility. Lastly, I uh, will say one more wallpaper. I'll jump over to Marog, Fury of Akum. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm pronouncing it completely weird, and I'm sure you would be. Uh, but this is the brand new Minotaur that gives you two attack phases when you landfall. Actually, more than two, right? You can chain a bunch of landfall triggers and get a bunch of attack triggers. So I'm looking at the Dominic Mayer alternate art of Maroog. Maroog. And I love it. It's like this style of art that is just not common anymore. It's a little bit more mannered, more painterly, more artistic and caricatured than the realism that we're used to. And I've said before that magic art nowadays is amazing, obviously way better than I can do. But I'd still love to see the old vintage art from back in the day. I miss Margaret Organ Keane. I miss Kaya Foglio. I miss Richard Kane Ferguson. Anson Maddox. Obviously, we can't get any more Quentin Hoover art. Rest in peace, but I miss his art. Um, Chris Rush art as well. Rest in peace. Just a lot of great artists from back in the day that I wish we could see again and in those styles. One of the things that I like about Secret Lair is that we get to see these alternative art styles. Did you see that one ooze? Secret Lair with like that, I, I call it the Adult Swim style, but there's there's been that grungy, weird, grimy gross style before uh maybe underground comics style whatever i call it the adult swim style i think younger generation calls it like the adventure time style or whatever but that weird cool art i wish they would do more of that in the main sets or maybe as part of the showcase art that we seem to be getting now from more more often i liked that i like the showcase godzilla art in ikoria i like the showcase art in Throne of Eldraine, that storybook art was so beautiful, I loved it. And the recent Zendikar Rising style of art, I liked that. Some beautiful art there. Alright, what does uh, Daily MTG have besides wallpaper? Okay, they've got like a featured where to find Commander Legends previews. That is the current one at the moment. Let's browse this a little bit. It can be daunting to try to follow along with everything, so to help out we've created this guide to preview season. Okay, so Commander Legends officially starts previewing as of this podcast on October 26th. And let's look at around who are some of the people that are getting... Some preview cards. Who stands out? Oh, Forbes. Forbes is getting a preview card on the 26th. I'm kind of looking like for like the non-traditional places. Kotaku is getting one on the 27th. Sheldon Mennery gets to uh, preview one on October 27th. Not sure if he's done any before. Mashable is going to get a preview on the 28th. Cool Stuff Inc. is going to publish one on the 30th. Lady Danger gets one on the 31st. Can't wait to see that. TVMovie.de. Well, that's interesting. That is a German language. What is this about? TV Movie Furnishkroprogramm. Wait, I probably mispronounced that very badly. Uh, this is just like a German, German TV guide. 
apparently they're playing uh, Terminator Genesis very soon, but they're going to get a a preview card on the 31st. That's cool. Mana Curves. Ooh, congrats to her. She's going to get one on November 1st. Good luck, high five. Congrats to you ladies as well. You're going to get yours on November 2nd. Liga Magic on the 2nd. I believe they are, yeah, they're Brazilian. Ashlyn Rose gets one on the 3rd. Drinks of Alara. Oh, they're a Spanish language creator. Uh, where, where in the world are they? Well, shout out to them too. I'm glad we have a lot of international people getting previews as well. And lastly, Jumbo Commander, the Asian Avenger, and Tolarian Community College. They get previews as well. Pretty cool. Can't wait to see those revealed officially. A lot of new cards coming soon. We got a new state of the game, a new state of the arena client recently. That was on the 13th. I think most people have already kind of heard what's coming out, but here's uh, here's our festival of events. All right, so we've got uh, Cascade Singleton. That seems to have an asterisk. What does that asterisk mean? Uh, asterisks. Where are asterisks? Due to technical issues, the October update has been postponed until Thursday the 22nd. Dates have been adjusted. Okay, so uh, things got pushed around a little bit. Uh, that makes sense because I could have sworn I already played the Zendikar World Tour pre-constructed. Yeah, it's October 26th and today's the 23rd. I, what's going on with that? Because I know I played that World Tour, but I don't remember playing the Cascade Singleton. Hmm. After that, we have November 1st through the 4th. That's going to be Mastermind. Not quite an explanation of what those are about. I wish they would fully explain them here. And then November 7th to the 12th is an On the Edge event. So some cool events coming soon. I played the Zendikar World Tour. I won a cool new emote to taunt my, I mean, to congratulate my opponent with. So that was pretty cool. So keep those coming. I like those events. One-time fee, play as much as you want. I wish that there were definitely like a full track of like four to five rewards always. I sometimes think when they do the like one or two rewards and you win, there's no more incentive to keep playing. I wish I wish I'd go like five rewards, even if they're somewhat paltry rewards i would still love to be able to prove your metal by going up to like five wins or whatever so that's just my two cents for a limited time we're gonna have some premiere drafts okay september 17th to winter is endicar rising of course then october 23rd to the 30th going on right now is throne of eldrin premiere draft if you want to get back onto that vintage format it's the oldest format currently in standard October 30th to November 6th, Theros Beyond Death. Hey, uh, speaking of that, how, how do they handle if you crack a an Oko in the draft? I guess in the draft if it's okay, because it's a mythic. But if you get it, do you also get the gem for it? For your regular collection, since it's banned, or does it not even show up? Like, how does that even work? Oh, well. So November or October 30th to November 6th is Theros Beyond Death premiere draft. And then November 6th to the 13th is Ikoria, Lair of Behemoth's draft. So you can go back to that, that classic uh, cycling Zenith Flare deck. Quick drafts. We're going to have October 16th to the 30th, Theros Beyond Death. And October 30th to the 12th, Zendikar Rising. Uh, they need to do a few more of those flashback ones. Maybe a flashback Dominaria, flashback Ixalan. They did an Ixalan one a while ago, recently-ish. And I didn't get to play it for whatever reason. Not sure why. But I'd go back and play a little bit more of that if we have it. And what about some Phantom Drafts? Come on, put 4th Edition in there. Finally, do it. Come on, cowards. Put 4th Edition into Magic Arena. There's going to be a brand new... Um, 
worlds event. I'm not interested in this at all. It's you can win up to $2,000. It costs thousands of gems. You must be 18 and such. But for the people that are a little bit more competitive, there's a brand new event coming. Day one, pick a best of one or best of three Q. Seven wins or three losses on best of one or four wins and one loss on best of three. If you win all seven on best of one, you get 2,000 gems and you qualify for day two. On best of three, if you win four games, you win 5,000 gems and you qualify for day two. If you get uh, zero to two wins on best of one, no reward for you. You have to win at least three. On best of three, you have to start at least with one win to win 1,000. Day two will then be for the big prize, best of three standard, pre-constructed... Seven wins or two losses. At seven wins, you win $2,000 plus a Zendikar Rising qualifier event eligibility. That goes for six wins as well with 1,000 prize. Five wins is 20,000 gems plus eligibility. And then below that is only 10,000 gems for four wins, all the way down to one win of 2,000. Zero wins, no reward. And they remind you that daylight savings time is a thing uh, because uh, it's going to happen when this event starts, so be careful. Next up, we have the news about Kaladesh Remastered. If you haven't heard, if you haven't heard about that yet, they're going to bring back all the best hits of Kaladesh. Not Smuggler's Copter, please. And um, we're going to get some good stuff there. I'm still smarting, however, that they didn't reprint Adorned Pouncer. Come on, bring back that cat. It's just a one-one double strike cat that comes back as a zombie four-four. No big deal. Please bring it back. And hopefully we don't get some weird Kaladesh cards that will break the format, but we'll see how it goes. We're going to get Kaladesh Remastered Booster Packs, Draft Tokens, New Sleeves and all of that if you go for the bundle, $29.99. And we'll have a variety of um, drafting that we can do with it too. The Extra Life Charity Event. Uh, is going to go on. Uh, there'll be sleeves to buy with a totally kawaii ajani, which I love it. I'm going to get that. And it helps the Extra Life Foundation as well to help kids. There's also a secret layer that is tied into that. You should totally do that. One of the best ways to help people is financially. If you've got a few dollars to spare, someone else could use that money. And so if you do it via the extra life that they've got going on, that's a good thing. You're playing magic, you're helping with magic, and you're helping people that also like magic. So extra life, it's a win-win-win. And we'll wrap up the podcast with Mark Rosewater's Original Zendikar Design Handoff Document Part 2. So this is a fascinating look behind the scenes of how uh, Wizards of the Coast works. There's this document that one department sends to another department on the long path to making magic cards. So this is cool because on the left column is what the document said, and on the right side is like modern commentary about things. So they talk about how Kicker was a certain thing and how it changed. And there was, for example, Cycle of Cantrip Kickers. This is a cycle of instants. Note that these could be sorceries, but we happened to choose five instants that each allow you to draw a card if you pay the kicker cost. These kicker costs are lined up on purpose to fulfill NWO, which is New World Order. In short, we're trying to especially at common to have... I like things work more similarly. Henry and I have talked about these changings to raise the kicker cost. 
My suggestion is to make the effects efficient to one mana with a three cost kicker. So this whole cycle went away. This was an idea that they were going to have for original Zendikar. You were going to get a cantrip effect, which is draw a free card out of a kicker cost. Um, but they totally took that away. They also mentioned New World Order here, which is that um, by this time they were really focused on the experience of drafting as well as new players that when they open up a booster pack, the less complicated stuff is in common, slightly more complicated in uncommon, and then the complicated in rare and mythic because you would see those cards more often. A new player would buy a few booster packs and they'd have lots of commons, so they shouldn't be too complicated. And they could also synergize together because you're going to get a lot of them. You're going to get less uncommons and rares and mythics. So those could be more splashy, more complicated and such. And New World Order has been around, what is this now, 10 years at least? 12 years? Time flies. And so that's what's been guiding magic for a long time. So it's really cool. You should check out this document um, about how Zendikar evolved. There's a talk about the flavor components, the traps part of things, the maps part of things, and the chaps part of things, or the teamwork. The flavor, the last flavor-based mechanic was created because we felt that the set needed a creature-based mechanic, one simple enough to be common linear mechanic. Teamwork was the mechanic created to fill this need. Whenever a creature with teamwork comes into play, it puts a plus one counter on every other creature you control with teamwork. So notice, that's what was the original idea. Mark's modern notes are, this was the precursor to the ally mechanic. Teamwork made every ally into a better muscle sliver. And that proved problematic. So muscle sliver gives all your slivers plus one plus one. Actually, all slivers plus one plus one. Matt Place and I ended up making a mini team to find a replacement. We chose to make cards that had an effect whenever itself or another ally entered the battlefield. Interestingly, we had three different types. One that created scalable effects, which we call wizards. One that gave every ally an ability, which we called clerics. And one that got bigger with plus ones that we called fighters. You can see even back then, the flavor of a D&D adventure party was part of our thinking of the trope space. So yeah, check out this document. Mark releases these like behind the scenes documents, which are really cool. Shout out to him for like always giving us behind the scenes information about magic. It really makes the game much richer when we can see what's going on behind the scenes in magic. And even though he doesn't have a direct hand in Arena, him and his team really work on making the latest and greatest version of magic even better than ever. So I wanted to do a sort of a short, different type of episode this week, just kind of recapping the daily MTG stuff. There's still plenty to look at, of course, and there's something new every day. I, I guess that's why they call it Daily MTG. Hope you like this different type of episode. I should have a new guest lined up very soon, a brand new guest to the podcast. We are scheduled to meet this Sunday and do, do our recording. Socially distant through the power of the internet, of course, because uh, her time zone is three hours before mine. So be on the lookout for that next Friday. If you liked this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, all that good stuff. Check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcampos. Follow for free to be alerted to all the cool stuff that I do, or consider pledging at $1 to unlock exclusive stuff. At the $2 range, I'll actually mail you some vintage magic cards straight my, from my collection in appreciation. I stream Magic Arena every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Pacific Time. I'm often also giving away game codes there, courtesy of Wizards of the Coast, hashtag sponsored. So come on over to the YouTube or Twitch when that happens. 
Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Let's Enter the Arena. This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena.